0: Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, Zivkiwi here, and this is Season 8, Chapter 12, and today I have the privilege of interviewing the Director of Logistics of the Float Convention, Carl Woody. He's like literally on his way to do the Float Convention as I record this and release this episode. How appropriate it is that we will learn a little bit about the people behind this wonderful convention let's hear the interview with carl woody take your balloons to the next level as we delve
1: deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host zivi kivi now welcome to the balloon artist podcast
0: Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Hi, hi. This is Evie Kiwi. And today we have an interview with Carl Woody. When I said that I'm going to do a season about the veterans, I didn't even have a clue about how some of the veterans are like seriously veterans. And one of them is Carl Woody from Greenville, South Carolina, who has a family business, does so many things. Let's go just into the details. Hi, Carl. How are you?
1: I'm doing awesome.
0: How are you today? Good. I'm excited to talk with you after meeting you face-to-face in float and online. Carl, uh, you do quite a lot for like 25 years now and have been a full-time actually entertaining people and doing balloons and decorating as well. For seventeen years, that's quite a lot. And now with the family too, I I, I wonder where to start with this because there's so many questions I have. I want to start by talking about the business as a family business. How is it to work in a situation where your wife does balloons and face painting? Does that create maybe like opportunities or friction or both? Tell me all about that.
1: Mostly, we, we we really enjoy when we get to work together. A lot of times our business pulls us in multiple directions. So she's taking care of a birthday party while I might be doing a corporate event or the other way around. But we really relish the times that we're actually able to do events together. For the most part, we get along great every now and then. There can be some some friction, as you said, because we may not see eye to eye on exactly how to do it. But we've been married as long as we've had this business. So we've we've learned to kind of cooperate and do what's best for our marriage first and the business second.
0: That makes sense. And uh, when you work together, do you both do the same thing, like twist balloons? Or what do you do usually when you're both at the same time?
1: It varies. depends on what client we have. Most of the time... She is doing face painting, and I'm doing balloons. Every now and then, we may both be doing balloons at an event. If it's a lot of people, or if if it's uh, decoration, yeah, we're we're definitely working together to get uh, those arches and columns put up.
0: How many years are you doing decor as well as entertainment? Because I understand you started with the entertainment side of things. When did you go into decor?
1: That is a difficult question because. I kind of started dabbling in in decor many years ago, really going more full-time into it the last two years, finding out that the industry had changed enough that it now excited me to be a part of this, to have a creative outlet with balloon decoration, just like I do with balloon twisting and balloon entertainment. Really, the last two years, I've kind of gone more full-time into really promoting the uh, balloon decor side
0: what were the responses you're getting from doing that
1: most of my customers know me for twisting and they're excited to to learn that i'm now doing balloon decor as well because i've got an excellent have excellent word of mouth excellent referrals in my community people know me they trust me they know me for my work in twisting and face painting and things like that so now they know that they can have that same quality and kind of fun aspects as as part of their decor. They're, They're excited about it. A lot of times they're excited that they can go to one company and get all the entertainment and their decor needs met as well.
0: Something that you've been doing for two years more seriously, more with your heart in it. And you mentioned that the industry changed. What do you mean by that? What made it more intriguing for you or more interesting for you, basically?
1: with seeing social media really taking off, you've got Pinterest pages devoted to just organic decor. You've got Pinterest pages devoted to just certain styles of arches. So the social media has really caused an explosion in in how people look for and respond to balloon decoration, because it used to be you know you could get by with just a simple spiral arch, a quick column. But now people are seeing the possibilities that those of us in that been in the industry for years we've we've seen this, but we always have, haven't haven't necessarily had a market for it. Now that the pictures are being shared, pictures are going viral of um, balloon dresses, installations, you know, large giant sculptures. People are they're looking for that and they're responding to it, and now they're willing to pay for it because you can show them a picture. Whereas before, you just kind of had to explain it. That picture is definitely worth a thousand words. So
0: you've been doing uh, more organics as well lately?
1: I've gotten into organics. It's really kind of popular. There's uh, certain areas in my community that they really love it and respond to it. Um, So I've I've gotten more into that uh, as, as an alternative to just some of the traditional stuff. So, yeah, I go into the organics. One of my favorite things to do is to put together arches and add twisted pieces onto it that can be taken off at the end of the event and given out.
0: Oh, that's lovely. That's a, a nice touch and uh, like a, a decoration that interacts with the event, I would say. Um, these days, do you still perform magic at uh, birthdays?
1: Yes, so we'll put together a package for the customers that may include all the options that they could possibly want. And a magic show is just one of the things that we offer. And usually it's going to be me doing that magic show along with the balloons, but my wife also does magic. She's just the master of everything. She can do anything she sets her mind to. She's tried to teach me face painting, but I don't have the patience for it.
0: So Paula can do the magic too. Yes. That's cool. Um, and I understand you also work occasionally for, with your kids. How old are they?
1: Uh, they're hardly kids anymore. Uh, my oldest is 20, getting ready to turn 21. My youngest is getting ready to turn 18. Two college-age kids and one just finishing up high school. But they've, they've helped me out for years, many times behind the scenes. Even if it meant like running sound, helping bring in equipment. And now these days, uh, they they know how to inflate the two balloons and tie them together for the decor, making quads and things like that. And uh my youngest really has an eye for the doing the decor. She can bottom something's off a little bit and is quite a quite an enterprising designer herself.
0: That's cool. And I also know that you care about the education side of things you do conventions what what conventions are you active in
1: well the biggest one and so and full disclosure is that i am actually on staff at a float helping to run the stock room and making sure that the classes are prepped i enjoy that one because i actually do get to attend about half the classes so I get a good sampling. I get to attend the classes I want. That's the ones I'm really big in. I also always try to make it out to local classes in my area. Some of the balloon companies, uh, balloon distributors will, will have classes. And I definitely try to make, make it out to them because I think it's important to support when they bring that on so that they'll keep doing it. And it's great opportunity to network with other folks.
0: And uh, Float is quite an amazing convention, even if you are not in the classes, honestly. Just looking at all of those designs in the corridor from like the, the arches competitions and the foil competition and everything, and meeting everyone in the lobby, that is uh, quite an experience too. And I want to say thank you, Carl, for. for Really uh, supporting a lot of people in their journey. When they go to float, they invest a lot of money into their business, into their education, and having such supportive staff everywhere. People care about you and want to want you to succeed. And, and uh, I just want to take my hat off. I know it's like days with no sleep and super stressful work sometimes. It's
1: a labor of love. It can be stressful, but at the end seeing people that are excited about what can be done with balloons and then coming back later and posting pictures of things that they've learned really makes it, makes it worthwhile.
0: I agree. So these days in your business, what works for you to sell those, those decor pieces? How does people know to contact you and ask you for decorating an event?
1: Obviously, uh, keeping a good social media presence is important. I own and operate three different websites, just kind of trying to funnel each one into niche markets. That's important. But but also just being active in your community and being sincere in your commitment and your, your caring. I did a quick balloon decoration piece yesterday. Uh, it took me 30 minutes of my time. and The organization paid me for my materials. They didn't pay me for my labor because I wanted to be able to give them that as part of the service. But the response from that has been overwhelming. And also, it's something I would have done. I wasn't seeking to get recognition and get calls, but that has been an added bonus because I supported an organization that I believed in, and I didn't have to lose money to do it, but I was able to share my talents, and it it was a win-win situation.
0: So uh, social media was, was one thing you use and, and you you mentioned multiple websites and that would be like one for twisting and one for the call. And what what would be the third one for your magic?
1: The other one is just kind of a, a general one that I run just to kind of focus on keywords. I focus on family-friendly events in the area. So I will talk about people places and things and of course i'm mentioning myself and post and hoping people will follow the links to my other websites
0: got it these days do you still practice or play with the balloons you
1: know i try to keep up i just recently gave up a uh, a weekly restaurant it had kind of run its course and that was my that was my practice time And I I enjoyed the folks, but it is it was just it was obvious that it had run its course and it was actually to this point uh keeping me from pursuing other things. But I still get together on a regular basis with other entertainers. We try to do jam sessions, you try to keep up with the latest requests from kids, which is getting more and more difficult because I used to be able to get away with saying, Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what that looks like and now I have a five year old kid who'll pull out a smartphone and show me a picture. So I do try to keep up. I do try to practice, even if it's just a little bit a little bit each week, and it's great to be able to take advantage of resources. Again, social media where people are, are posting pictures and you you're constantly being inspired by what other other people are doing and realizing how you can take that same thing and make it your own.
0: I get it. What are some of the goals you have for yourself or for your business in the next few, like six to 10 months or so?
1: For the next several months, I I definitely want to be increasing my own skills. As mentioned, just been doing the decor seriously the last two years. And I've recently gotten my CBA kit. So I'll be studying that and getting my uh, CBA credentials and just hoping to use that to just further my business and and increase my knowledge. I want to uh, be a catalyst to help other people in their journey in this. I think the industry we're in is is so unique that we have the ability to share and help others. And when we do that, we're, we're pulling ourselves up at the same time. That's one of my, one of my goals. Uh, the other goal is that uh, soon my uh, my youngest will be in college. Uh, it'll give me a little bit more leeway as far as my day to day demands. So I would uh, love to maybe do a go visit some some cities and meet other balloon artists and balloon decorators and just uh, encourage them and maybe some kind of educational aspect, maybe. I got a little mini convention. but just all, all kinds of possibilities out there. Just being creative and, and uh, taking a chance on some of these things.
0: Carl, is Paula uh, aware of this plan?
1: <laughs> to a degree. We've talked. I think uh, the next big thing would be once the kids get out is to go on another cruise. But that's, that's going to be the important thing for her.
0: <laughs> I can imagine how dreamy it might be unless unless she's not on board and then it's not that dreamy and uh, maybe needs to wait a bit for after the cruise. But uh, it all sounds uh, like uh, really living the dream. I have to say like being in the business for 25 years and, and 17 of them making a living from that, that is not uh, an easy fit to do just to survive all these years and, and overcome all the changes in the market. Like, when you started becoming a full-timer, I guess you marketed yourself with the Yellow Pages.
1: That was ages ago. And it just seems to even mention the, like kids don't know what the Yellow Pages are. It's like a eight track cassette player. It's definitely a different age um, that we're living in. Yeah. I, I did the Yellow Page ads starting out and, Thought. Wow! I've I've arrived. I see my name in this book, and it's amazing how different things are mar- as far as marketing these days.
0: Yeah, quite different. For those of you that are listening right now, like people actually had a, a big thick book, and it had pages colored in yellow, and you could look f- according to the letter to a specific uh, profession, and uh, then you'll see like uh, tons of businesses. Lined up, and you wouldn't know anything about them except for the phone number, and you would call people, and 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 you could have an ad there, and that that ad actually worked.
1: Yeah, it worked for you know for its time, but it had its price and it had its drawbacks. I was listed in the entertainer section right next to adult entertainers, so we sometimes get phone calls at two in the morning. And they weren't looking for balloons necessarily. Got it.
0: <laughs> so a lot of things have changed. Uh, these days you don't only need to know about the balloons. You also need to know about social media and maintaining your website and keeping up to date and learning over Pinterest and all sorts of things like that. Just, you just keep learning. You, you can't stop learning. I think it's really cool that you work with your wife and that you manage to find ways to spend some time with her. Are there specific areas in the business that you do and specific things that she does?
1: So she does the face painting, but as far as the business task, doing the business part of it, she's much better at, at running, keeping the financial books. I'm better at the web presence. And uh, doing the cold calls and that 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 kind of thing, she's better with if somebody just calls and asks for prices because I, I negotiate too much. I'm willing to give people better deals, and she's just this is the price. And uh, so she'll she'll often book a job higher than I would. But kind of knowing your strengths and and working together.
0: Can you give us an example of when you were not seeing things eye to eye, and like what did you do with it?
1: We've had some corporate clients uh, that we've had for a long time, and sometimes just recently they've changed the way they pay out. And she was just wanting, just let's just cut them loose and go. And and because we're we're stressing too much, we're spending too much time trying to collect this money. I wanted to try to salvage that relationship because it was beyond just a business. I have worked with these people for a long time. And in the end, it was just kind of a compromise that we, we reached a point that, okay, we let them know that we cannot extend the credit to them. We're not a bank. We have to be paid. And that that would, for me, <laughs> moving forward, that was a compromise we reached on that.
0: Sounds like you have quite a lot of corporate Clients over there in Greenville. How many people uh, are there living in Greenville? Do you know? Like, is it
1: big? It's a fairly big city. We're, um, so Greenville is a very popular spot for business conventions. We have a, a major airport, it's an international airport, and we're in between Charlotte, which is a big, major city, and Atlanta, which is a big, major city. So we're equal distance from both of those. So we, there's quite a bit of um, businesses that are in South Carolina due to a lot of you know tax breaks and things that have been given to them. BMW is here. Oh, wow. um, Michigan has a big plant here. A lot of other uh, manufacturing businesses um, have, have come to the area in the last uh, 10, 20 years. We're a big and growing city. We've, uh, you know, consistently been listed in the top places to live and retire. And it's it's a growing city. It's it's um, exciting to be a part of it, uh, seeing, seeing the transitions. I, I know that I could not have been making the type of money I'm making today 25 years ago when I first started.
0: Well, because the city wasn't big enough, basically?
1: Yeah, the city wasn't big enough. And it was still at that time more of a um it started as a um textile city clothing and that kind of thing and still surrounded a lot of uh farms and rural areas and and now it's transitioned more to um industrial and um to modern computers and and things like that a big influx of um people from all over the country are settling in greenville Bringing their own unique flavor to this area, and their own um, way of that they that they they've seen things from their bigger areas, they brought it to Greenville. So that now Greenville is a part of that and embraces it.
0: I don't understand the distance that easily, but uh, it looks feasible. Do you do you go to St. Louis to to float? Do you go there by driving or by flying?
1: the last convention I drove and uh, I will drive again. It's uh, a little over a 10 hour drive, but by the time you go through airport security and wait in the airport, you you've spent just as much time. <laughs> yeah. I'm driving there with two other people that are also on staff at float that happen to live n- nearby. So we kind of share the driving. Thanks for a good trip. We're tired, but it's still uh less stress than waiting in an airport
0: got it and did Paula come to float too
1: no um, she <laughs> she has not made it out to float that would be another one of our goals is to uh, get her to uh she, she's been she has been to a couple of balloon conventions and uh, family entertainer conventions but usually because the demands are so so high to get there, to set things up, and be it stick around to load everything back up at the end. It uh, it usually encompasses a little over a week, and sometimes two weekends. And so somebody's got to run the business, and that is her.
0: That's quite a a generous sacrifice that she's making, uh, making sure that uh, someone is running the business, and you can go and walk hard and have fun.
1: Yes, in that, in that order.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and meet, meet the balloon family. Wow. Carl, you've been also going to some twisting conventions in
1: the past? Oh, yeah. I've uh, been to Twist and Shout a couple of times. I've uh, been to Florida Super Jam. Uh, I've been to some. They used to have one called Balloon and Magic Mania. Okay. Um, I don't believe they do that one anymore, but I've uh, been, been to many different local and national, international conventions. Uh, when, whenever I can, I, I try to get to them and, and support them. The network very, very important. Just, just to don't just stay in your own little world. You've got to be surround yourself with people that will cause you to grow.
0: And. What do you think, uh, how would you describe it for our listeners? What is the difference between a Twister convention and a decoration convention?
1: Oh, wow. I would say that the entertainment side uh, from a Twister convention is higher. You've got such varied backgrounds. I hate to use the word professional, but the Decorator convention does come across as being more professional. In, in its structure and and there's and there's really nothing wrong with that it's just that's that's the way it is the, the there's more business classes at a decorator convention and they're more highly attended at the decorator conventions
0: I really relate to that, that like just not just the business classes but uh, there's more business discussions in the corridors in the lobby even more. Like uh, a business focus in the classes as well uh, that are not business related. It's way easier to talk about how long will it take to do this and what are some of the concerns on selling it. Whereas in a twisting convention, you really don't talk that much about that side of things.
1: That's unfortunate. But I think people in their journey, you know, when you're going to a twisting convention. The focus is on twisting balloons. And I think if people realize that if once they improve themselves, socially, business, marketing, the twisting will follow. It'll rise up along with everything else that you're helping to increase.
0: Did you believe that you will get to do Balloon Decor five years ago? Or was that something off the table?
1: I've been doing float for, I think, more than 10, I I don't, I'd, wow, I don't even remember when the first float was, but I've been a part of every single float. Wow. So, you every time I would come away from float, I would be excited and like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then a couple of weeks would pass and well, maybe next year. Because honestly, as, as I said earlier, the appeal wasn't really there for me because all I saw was you're just taking round balloons and tying them together. You're not getting to be artistic. You're not getting to express yourself and be creative. And then when I started seeing just the amazing things that people could do with the balloons, even just round balloons, distorting them and doing the organics and adding twisted elements to it, that's when I started getting excited about it. But, you know, initially, just my focus was. I want to twist balloons. I want to be the best balloon twister. And that, that's where I was. I changed some, but also the industry changed some, and we just kind of met in the middle. And it's been a, a wonderful, wonderful journey to be a part of this and, and see where we are with balloons now as opposed to where we were when I first started. It's, it's, it's amazing.
0: I want to ask you about floats because you have perspective from so many years. How did Float change along these years?
1: Float, when it first started, that was the year that like we had a recession going on in the nation. And we had people who backed out. They planned to come but then they backed out. We had very low attendance for the first float. And it was, there were doubts as to whether it was going to be able to continue. But we decided no let's keep going we're going to we're going to keep keep at this and just seeing the people respond to the vision that Steve Jones had to put on the best balloon convention for decorators has been amazing to 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 be a part of that to to help facilitate that and i'm seeing people who who are coming back to float who are they've doubled what they were making in their business from before, just from the stuff that they've learned and been able to put into practice. And there's so much out there that I don't feel that every balloon decorator has tapped into as far as multiple markets, multiple things that could be done with balloons beyond what we're already doing. We just got to be able to stretch ourselves out a little bit. But float, you know, it's it's exciting to me to see international delegates coming in, yeah, and they have their own unique perspective, their own unique celebrations that we get to be a part of, and I love seeing all the different brands of balloons. It's not just one brand of balloons; it's all the different brands of balloons that come together to this whole package, and, and you, you see that in the final night where. All the balloon brands are represented. It's not just one company, but you can see what, as a decorator, what you can do with all of them. Because when you're out in the field, you're going to be using whatever is best for you and for your client.
0: I relate to that very much. And and just being able there to experiment with the different brands and see how amazing the balloon decor in the gala night is and in all sorts of locations like the lobby and, and see that all of the balloons, all of the manufacturers of the balloons, they make balloons that you can use to create amazing stuff. And uh, it's quite an experience to be in float and to be inspired and to get ideas and motivation and creativity. And also to to see that you can actually use different balloons. And it's not about the balloons, it's about you as an artist, really.
1: Exactly. Yep. You are you are worth much more than your balloons will ever be.
0: Amen to that. Wow. This is the place to wrap up the interview. We reached that height of understanding and I think we all uh, can relate to that. I want to thank you again, Carl Woody, for, for all that you do to support the industry and for sharing with us a glimpse into your journey. I hope to see you again soon. And thank you. Thank you. And bye-bye, guys. See you next week on Balloon Artist Podcast with another episode with a Balloon Artist veteran. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening for yet another episode of Balloon Artist Podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of this and inspiration. I think that Carl has been doing great in going into Balloon Decor and he's doing great in expanding his horizons as a family business. And I think there's a lot to learn from him. We are now uh, wrapping up episode 12. We have two more episodes in season 8, The Veterans. I'm really excited to share with you this season. And I hope you've enjoyed listening. See you next week in Balloon Artist Podcast. Hey, what's up, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation? Zivikivi here. This is season 8, chapter 12, and this is the tip section. I want to tell you a story that happened this week, which is the story of a makeover. Well, you know, I, if you ever seen me before in a convention, I was probably one of the two guys that had a tie. Uh, like I apologize if you're wearing a tie and maybe there were more than two, but not a lot of people wear thies, ties these days. And I'm a dresser, I love I love dressing up and I love having, you know, a tie or a bow tie and looking good in conventions. Well, turns out that I've met someone that is a better dresser than me. His name is Matan Rosenberg. He is a close-up magician and a teacher in the Kids Entertainer Academy. And for a few months' time, he would tell me, we need to go and do a makeover for you and help you buy clothes to uh, walk better together and so on. And I was like, well, come on, I know how to dress up. Well, turns out that even when you're thinking, oh, I already know I'm good at that, um then there's someone that is better than you. And if he's inviting you to teach you, then you should listen. So I went over with Matan to a makeover day. We've spent really not a lot of money considering how much stuff we got. We spent like $14,000. And we got like two full suits and three pants, three shirts, uh, button shirts, uh, two ties and a coat and a scarf. Wow. Like a lot of things. Uh, he, he knows where to shop in Israel. So he took me to these really good, high quality, uh, fashion shops and helped me match everything together. Exposed me to all sorts of new colors like navy and how to, uh, combine navy with brown and gold and all sorts of other combinations and also taught me Rules on dress up, like how to position the coat or the jacket or how to, like, uh, if you have three buttons on your coat, then the middle one, you just have to button it up and you never, never button the bottom one. Same things if you have only uh, two buttons on your jacket, then you never button the bottom one. You always button the top one, or you don't button them at all. All these rules that I think are important, the fun part was to teach these rules to my kid and ask him, okay, which buttons do I have to button if I'm closing the buttons? And he would memorize it, and now it's a part of my six-year-old Eden's life to be aware of these type of fashion rules. You know what about these fashion rules? They work. They create this look that is professional, that is charming, that, it, that, that has presence in it. And that's why I love fashion and clothes so much. So I'm super happy to share with you, not just the specific tips for men fashion, but also the fact that you, an expert in whatever you do, you still have something to learn. Even if you're independent and you were able to learn and like reverse engineer stuff by yourself from watching uh, a photo or a video on YouTube or whatnot. But even you, listening to this right now, have something to learn. And you've guessed it, that place to learn where people want to share with you the best and the latest and the greatest of techniques in balloon art and in the business side of balloon art is balloonartistcollege.com. Join our club, enjoy our ongoing webinars, that helps you professionally five times a, a month, not one time, not twice, five times a month, or sometimes even ten. Uh, join our vault of uh, over of over 55 courses that you get access to them immediately, and you can definitely find at least one of them that that helps you, so you're already good with that. And those courses are worth $2,500, and join our challenges. We have four challenges every year. The next one is starting just next month. So even you can learn something, just like I have learned about fashion, and I constantly learn about balloons and business. Uh, you you can probably learn something too, and we're waiting for you in balloonartistcollege.com. Thank you so much for listening for yet another episode of Balloon Artist Podcast. See you next week.